River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Robert Zirk is on vacation this week. On today's show, Roger Barrington, the Volunteer Executive Director of Can You, will join us in the studio to tell us about RibFest 2016, a great annual fundraiser to raise money for local youth projects. Then we'll speak with Detective Lindsay Stevens, a representative of Cops for Kids Winnipeg, a group of Winnipeg Police Service members biking around North America to grant the wishes of sick children here in Manitoba. Then we'll talk with Dr. Frank Guan, board member of the Chinese Cultural and Community Center. He'll tell us about the Chinatown Street Festival taking place this weekend as well. And we'll also bring you our coverage of the Winnipeg Foundation's summer internship program, also known as SIP. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. My partner in crime, as I mentioned, Robert Zirk, on vacation this week. Robert, hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, So I'm all alone in the studio this morning. Uh, If you are all alone or if you have friends and family to hang out with today, uh, we're going to tell you about a whole bunch of things that are happening right here in Winnipeg uh, on Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening. So uh, up first, uh, Roger Barrington is going to be joining us in the studio to tell us about RibFest. That actually started on Friday, um, today, but today's the very last day, so you have time to get down to the Forks and support this great cause and and have some great ribs. Uh, We're going to ask Roger about the festival and what you can expect if you show up today. sounds like it's going to be a pretty cool event so stay tuned for that um but if ribs aren't your thing, we will tell you a little later on about the Chinatown Street Festival that's happening today. We have Dr. Frank Guan uh, that's going to be coming down to the studio to tell us about what to expect. And uh, that's happening in Chinatown near the Exchange District. So there's a lot to do today in Winnipeg. Lots of options for your Sunday. Um, we've also uh, we're going to be hearing from Detective Lindsay Stevens of the Winnipeg Police Service. Uh, he's scheduled to give us a phone call later in the show. He's going to tell us about what his team is planning. They're, they're planning on biking from Winnipeg to Chicago to raise money for the Children's Wish Foundation. That's a long trip. So uh, we're going to hear all about that and how that got started. And then at the end of the show, we're going to bring you our interview from a couple of weeks ago with uh, summer internship program as uh, Thomas Bialy. Uh, he's one of the SIP interns, so we're going to hear about his experiences as well. But So a nice full show. Yeah, and thank you for tuning in. We've got a, a lot to get to today, so why don't we just get right to it? Uh, we'll start things off with a song. How about uh, Tommy Quickly and the Remo 4 with Kiss Me Now, right here on River City 360. Kiss me now, oh how I love you. Kiss me now, oh how I want you. All I can say is please won't you kiss me now. Now, now, now 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. And we're now joined by a very special guest. We have Roger Barrington. He's the volunteer executive director of Can You. Roger, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Nolan, for having us. Three, three-time three guest you've been on the show. So I, uh, I guess so. You should yeah, get one amazing. of those Subway punch-out cards or something. <laughs> on your on your fifth on your fifth visit, you get something free. How's that sound? Love to come back. Yeah. Perfect. So we're here to talk about Can You and talk about RibFest, which is happening uh, this weekend. Today is actually the final day. But before we get to RibFest uh, and talking about the delicious Manitoba ribs. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Can You and what Can You is for those of our listeners who maybe missed you on the first couple of, uh, of appearances. So tell me, what is Can You? No one love to. So Can You is a Winnipeg-based uh, mentorship and educational enrichment program for kids from grade 5 through to grade 12. We started a few years ago with uh, children in grade 5, and our desire is to help them become familiar with uh, the idea of a post-secondary education, provide them with mentors, provide them with uh, those research-proven Im- inputs that uh, we all know about, better nutrition, um, better, you know, more, more active lifestyles, uh, edu- out- quality out-of-school programming, all of those things rolled up into kind of one experience for a kid. And we want to track and, and follow with those kids from grade five all all the way through to graduation from high school. And it's kind of the earlier you get started on a lot of stuff, the more you, the better it is, the more habits you make out of it sort of thing. Yeah, research shows us that grade four is actually the ideal time to start. For In our experience, it's difficult because we're taking children from, you know, different communi- communities around Winnipeg and even outside Winnipeg to a post-secondary campus. So you need a certain level of independence and maturity to be able to participate in that. So there's a wide array of sort of partners that you guys have. To give, give us an example of, of what these kids are going to be doing from that age mm-hmm. and up till grade 12, like the sorts of things that they do when they, when they uh, experience Can You? Yeah, Nolan, great question. We, so we, we start in grade five with kind of a, uh, a sampling of all kinds of different experiences that they, they can be introduced to at, on a university or college campus. And um, now we're up to the 50-something programs from grade 5 all the way through to grade 12. So in grade 5 and 6, a child has what we call the Explore program. So that's a part of an ins- uh, a bigger program called Inspire. And they come for 14 weeks throughout the school year after school, and they participate for three hours a week. Uh, part of that experience is nutrition. So they are in our million-dollar food lab at the U-, U of M, and they not only have a nutrition education piece, but they learn how to cook a, f- a meal and they eat it together with their mentors and their instructors. So it's a, that's one of my favorite parts of Can You. But there's many different programs. And then they graduate into junior high, and this year we're unveiling a whole new strategy. We'll have 12, 10 to 12 different programs that a child can choose based on their interest level. So they can pick and choose. If they love art, they can do an art program. If they love advanced robotics, they can do that. If they want to learn about the health sciences world, they can do medicine, dentistry, pharmacy, those kinds of things. That's great. So uh, are there going to be some of these kids coming out to the uh, Rib Fest this weekend? Yeah, we've, we've certainly uh, been spreading the word. And we have a great bunch of kids that have been involved in a summer leadership program and just finished last week. Uh, we had eight, 19 kids uh, 
involved in a six-week, five-day-a-week program where they uh, not only had lots of educational enrichment things, but they uh, were studying global issues like food security and water security, and they were researching, designing, and building solutions to those problems, hydroponics, uh, water filtration systems, systems, water, and they they had a community service piece as a part of that too. So those children are just itching to be more involved and have a greater presence in our community. So uh, the Ribfest is a great opportunity for that. Very impressive. That sounds incredible of what they're able to do at such a young age. You kind of, a lot of times you don't give kids enough credit maybe of what they're capable of. So this seems to be bringing out a lot. I agree, Nolan. That's a great statement. I think There's so much more there if we just gave children the opportunity. We are speaking with Roger Barrington, Volunteer Executive Director of CanU. And after a quick break, we're going to ask him about RibFest, what we can expect and how the whole festival got organized. But first, here's Les Paul and Mary Ford with The World is Waiting for the Sunrise, right here on River City 360. Dear one, the world is waiting for the sunrise. Listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. We are talking with Roger Barrington of Can You, and we are talking about Ribfest. So Ribfest culminates tonight, the final night. Tell me a little bit about the process of how you got this started, and and all the volunteerism I assume that's going into it, and who's kind of putting it on for us today. Yeah. So the uh, the Rotary Club of Winnipeg is the uh, is the engine that drives Ribfest, and Can You simply the beneficiary, but. You know, volunteerism in Winnipeg, as we all know, is so critical to our city's identity. And and not only is the Rotary Club um, banding together so many great Winnipegers to make this happen for us this weekend, but CanU is uh, made possible by almost 600 volunteers itself 
you know, university and college students who are mentors and instructors and coordinators of, of the f- almost 50 different programs that are five to 600 kids from grade five to 12 participate in. And, and those volunteers, I mean, they're the ones that make CanU possible. And they, the coordinators are ones actually who actually design and lead the program. So an amazing experience for a university student to be able to, in their chosen field of study and potential career path, to be able to serve Winnipeg conveniently right on campus by helping kids. So tell me a little bit about these some of these 50 programs. Is there any new ones or ones that are sort of near and dear to your heart that you want to sort of oh, shine a light on? Yeah, there's so many. I could, I could talk at length about all of them. But, you know, some of the new ones that we're introducing this year is we're in, introducing an Explore Law program. So oh. the Faculty of Law at the University of Manitoba is starting up a uh, program for our grade 5 and 6 kids, and really? they'll, be, uh, they'll be introducing kids to... Talk about starting them early, eh? Yeah, it's fantastic. So we're really excited about that, and we've got a few other surprises for the grade 5-6 program. But, you know, virtually all of our junior high program is new this year. We've been having a great... Uh, two years ago, we started a health sciences program at the Bannatyne campus of the U of M, and we, you know... Medicine, dentistry, dental hygiene, pharmacy, and all the med rehab colleges were involved in that. Uh, and last year, we started an agriculture program at the Fort Garry campus. Well, we're adding to those two great programs, a couple of art programs, an advanced robotics program, um, we a culinary arts program wow. at Red River College. We're, we're adding seven or eight programs to those two great ones. And we're also piloting a high school leadership program too for kids in grade 10 to 12. So our ultimate dream is that, you know, kids as, as they've gone through kind of the can you uh, process in grade 10, they can volunteer back into the program as junior mentors with the grade five, six kids. Right. Then as they go to kind of what we're calling the level two junior leadership in grade 11, ideally, they would be then, um, serving in the junior high programs as junior instructors or junior mentors. And then the vision for the grade 12 level three kids is they would become ambassadors for CanU and they would have a very public role in, uh, in their communities, in their schools, uh, and doing great things for the city of Winnipeg. And then you're creating a cycle of more, more kids and more education. Yeah, and we've already had, you know, our oldest cohort is now going into grade nine that have started with us in grade five. But uh, for two years now, these kids have been asking us, can they, when can they apply to be a mentor when they're going mm. to university? So we're seeing this amazing. So we, we had what we called the eight-year plan where we take a kid from grade five and, and help them uh, really, really excel through school to graduation of high school. But we realized that that's, that's not enough. We're now, we're now into the 12-year plan where right. we are going to continue uh, relating to and engaging and supporting and encouraging a child when they graduate from high school and then into their post-secondary education as well. Fantastic. So for our listeners who maybe can't make it down to RibFest today, unfortunately, uh, can you give us some information on where we can find more information about uh, Can You? Yeah, sure. You can go to our website. In fact, we're, we're just unveiling a brand new website at uh, canyoucanada.org. So all one word, canyoucanada.org. And uh, that's kind of the best way to get to know us. You can, of course, like us on Facebook. And uh, you can even send us an email at info at canyoucanada.org and somebody will get back to you. Great. So tell me about RibFest. What is it? When's it happening? I mean, today's the last day. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But uh, give us give us the rundown. Yeah, so RibFest is an amazing initiative. I understand there's uh, RibFest uh, 
situations across Canada, and the Rotary Club of Winnipeg has started one here. It's a great initiative. The Winnipeg, the Rotary Club is such a hardworking, industrious, uh, generous, thoughtful community, and they, they've put together this concept with the aim to help two uh, Winnipeg-based uh, efforts, one of them being Can You and the other one being our friends over at NYESS. And so uh, these two groups are benefiting by the people participating, coming and having the great entertainment, the great ribs, obviously, and, and participating in the 50-50 and all the different things that are going on and have been going on this weekend. So this is the first time that Winnipeg has had a rib fest? Uh, I think they did a little bit of a smaller project last year, so this is the now second. they're going full yeah. scale yeah. and doing, yeah. it, doing it right. So there's going to be a stage, bands, entertainment, refreshments, a little beer garden, silent auction, kids zone, and of course the ribs. Um, how, where is it taking place and uh, what time should people head down? Yeah, so it's at the Forks all day on Sunday, but it, Sunday being the last day today, it's uh, I think it wraps up at, uh, at early evening. So I think you want to get there uh, in the afternoon and make full, take full advantage of it. Great. Uh, one more question. What, what, what drives you to, to have this sort of connection to the why, why did you make this your life's work exactly? Why did you find this so important to, to help kids with edu- their education? You know, Nolan, that's an amazing question. I've been, I've just been processing that lately myself. I've been asking myself why, and uh, you know, I don't know if I, uh, you know, if I see a little bit of myself, uh, if I'm trying to help, uh, you know, a nine-year-old Roger Barrington when he uh, was going through some stuff in his family of origin, or if uh, if this is just kind of a culmination of my experiences and my, you know, the things that have happened to me that have caused me. To land in this spot, but I, I can tell you this: this is very, very rewarding for me, and I feel humbled and privileged to be a part of it. And and it's not, it's not obviously there's so many people involved, and we have a, an amazing, hardworking board. There were, there were five of us that uh, were the founding members of this initiative six years ago, and and we're all still there, and we all are more committed than ever. So. It, uh, it is really, truly a privilege for well, us. On behalf of Winnipeg, thank you for everything you do. And, and uh, on behalf of the kids, thank you for all the work. So Rib Fest Winnipeg, today's the final day. Head down there, some delicious food. You can go to ribfestwinnipeg, all one word, dot C-A for more information. Uh, Roger Barrington, the uh, volunteer executive director of CanU, thank you for joining us today. Nolan, thanks so much for having me. Coming up next, we'll be talking to Detective Lindsay Stevens of the Winnipeg Police Service. His group, Cops for Kids, is doing the Windy City Tour, which is a bike trip from Chicago, or sorry, from Winnipeg to Chicago to raise money for the Winnipeg, or for the Children's Wish Foundation. But first, why not another tune? Here's Mario Lanza and Catherine Grayson with Be My Love, right here on RC360. Be my love for no one else. This need that you and you alone create Just fill my arms The way you filled my dreams The dreams that you inspire With every sweet desire Be my love, and with your kisses. 
Listening to River City 360, Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined uh, via telephone by a very special guest. We've got Detective Lindsay Stevens of the Winnipeg Police Force. Uh, Lindsay, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Nolan. Thanks very much for having me on. So we ha- we're having you on to talk about the Windy Cities Bike Tour, which is coming up on September 13th. But maybe just give us a little bit of history about uh, about your experiences, sort of with with these bike tours, and why you got into it, and why it's sort of something that's important to you. Absolutely. Um, back in 2004, I was working out as a, a special constable in the summers at uh, Victoria Beach, Manitoba. Uh, myself and five others were interested in, in starting some sort of charity event that uh, we could kind of use to give back to our community. Uh, I, I should note that a lot of people that uh, when they when they get into police work or, or kind of just the line of policing, there's always that interest in, in um, giving back and, and helping those in our community. So. There's always kind of that uh, that aspect of charity work that kind of comes along with that. So we were put in touch with um, a, a member uh, for the Winnipeg Police known as uh, Clyde Raven. Okay. And he's the one that ran the Winnipeg Police Copter Kids a number of years, and as well as a number of other people over the years that, that took a hand in, in running that event. So we got in contact with him, learned what they were doing, and basically mirrored it for Victoria Beach. Okay. Um, I've been involved with that ride. We just did our seventh one uh, this past Wednesday, where we rode from Victoria Beach to, to Winnipeg. I saw some photos uh, on, on the on the Cops for okay. Kids Facebook page. There, there were some great photos and, and video of you guys of you guys riding. It looked like a lot of fun. Absolutely, and, and anyone uh, of your um, uh, listeners are more than welcome to follow us on our, our Twitter page. We have uh, it's cop at Cops for Kids WPG. Cool. And then on Facebook, we have uh, Cops for Kids-Winnipeg. Right. So you can follow along on a ride when we leave uh, to Chicago in, in September um, and, and kind of just check out what we're all about and see some of the fun fun things that we're doing. There's a great video of uh, just a big group of you sort of in a Mighty Ducks flying V riding right down Main Street here. It looked pretty uh, pretty cool. 
Yeah, I can tell you that uh, actually one of my favorite things um, for, the, for the Victoria Beach ride is that uh, the Winnipeg police have always been great at setting up a, uh, an escort. Um, oh, just, yeah. I mean, for safety reasons, and um, it kind of helps promote the whole the whole charity event as well. Mm-hmm. But they, they'll block off all the intersections as we come by. And uh, I can tell you that one of the most exciting things is you see people from all walks of life, like everyone gets excited when you bike by. It doesn't for matter sure. what age. Um, there's there's older people on, in walkers. There's little kids in, in their strollers. And um, everyone just gets excited when they see a convoy like that passing <laughs> by. Definitely. So, I mean, you're you're one of the organizers or the organizer this year. Why, why is this something that you wanted to do? Why is it important to you to support uh, the Children's Wish Foundation with this uh, Windy Cities bike tour? Um, I can tell you, you know what, uh, the perfect example was just this past Wednesday when, when we did the Victoria Beach one, is we got to meet the family of a, of a little girl who's very much struggling with some, some major illnesses. Um, some of the rides we've done to grant the wishes of children, they've unfortunately passed away before their wishes could be granted or were in the works of being granted. When you meet these families and you hear some of their heartbreaking stories and some of the struggles that they go through, um, and couple that up with the gratitude and the love and the support and just the outpouring of emotion that mm-hmm. happens when these wishes are granted. It's the kind of thing that completely tugs at your heartstrings. And for me, I once I witnessed that a couple times, forever I was marked uh, as someone that had to do this for the rest of my life, whatever I can contribute. The children's wish is as good as it gets when it comes to charity work. That's because, yeah. These are heartbreaking stories, and, and these kids need need support. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit about what's going to be happening. We've got September 13th. Uh, what what is what exactly is going to happen? How far are you going? Who's all going? Give give us the rundown. Absolutely. There's uh, there's 16 of our members that are going to be cycling. Uh, uh, Tuesday, September 13th, we're going to leave from the new Winnipeg Police Headquarters building, uh, and we continue uh, cycling 24 hours a day all the way till we get to Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Now what that means is there's always going to be a team of four on the road at, every, at any given time, and we use what's basically a leapfrog system. So once you're done your leg of the trip, you drive ahead to a hotel, catch whatever sleep you can, and wait until the next team pulls up behind and basically passes on right. the baton. So there's always going to be one team on the road, um, and it, we're going all along the, uh, the Great Lakes through Wisconsin and then uh, to end up on uh, the Friday afternoon in Chicago. So that's about 1,500 clicks or how yeah, far are we going? I think it's just over 1,500 kilometers. Wow. And, I mean, give or take because uh, there's, I mean, uh, anyone that's been through these kinds of major rides before, there's always little hiccups when you get kind of into the back roads of the United <laughs> States where right. a road will be shut down or an interstate is blocked and you end up having to kind of... Um, Figure out how you're going to get there and right. go around those obstacles. But. Great. Well, so this is the 11th fundraising tour uh, by by the Cops for Kids, um, the cycling tour. Where can people find out more information and, and donate? I see on, on the uh, fundraising progress, you're about halfway to your goal, 49% of, of the goal of $16,000. So tell, tell our listeners where they can go to support this uh, great initiative. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, you're more than welcome to follow us on our, our Facebook and Twitter pages. Um, it's Cops for Kids Winnipeg um, for the Facebook and at Cops for Kids WPG on that Twitter. You can also check out the website at www.childrenswish.ca slash Cops for Kids. That's C-O-P-S-F-O-R-K-I-D-S. Great. Um, there's tons of information on there, and you can make on- online donations to any of those, uh, those sites. 
Um, I should say that uh, on, online we're at, uh, it looks like 50%, but there are also, uh, we do accept uh, cash donations. So there's a number of uh, hard copies that we have okay. that are going to contribute to that as well. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I want to wish you good luck on the, on the run. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch on, on your ride. Uh, so that's happening September 13th. You're leaving the Tuesday from Winnipeg all the way to Chicago. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before we let you go here? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I can tell you that if anyone's in the, the downtown area on August the 31st between uh, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., we're going to be in the Winnipeg Square Concourse in the in the basement level there. We're going to be selling our, our Windy Cities T-shirts. There's going to be a number of our members on stationary bikes riding. Uh, um, a number of our uniform members will come by. And uh, we're using that as part of our media event. So um, you can come down, meet our members, oh, great. ask questions about the ride, and get to know some of the people if, uh, if anyone's interested in that. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Detective Lindsay Stevens of the Winnipeg Police Service and organizer of the Windy Cities Bike Tour this year. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you very much, Nolan. I really appreciate you having me on. Take care. As Detective Stevens mentioned, you can follow their progress on Twitter at Cops4KidsWPG or on Facebook by searching Cops4Kids-Winnipeg. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined in studio by Dr. Frank Guan. He's a board member of the Chinese Cultural and Community Center. Uh, He's going to tell us about the Chinatown Street Festival. Tonight is the final night to experience it, so stay tuned for that. But first, here's Fats Waller and his rhythm with I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter, right here on River City 360.
gonna smile and say, I hope you're feeling better. And close with love the way you do. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Dr. Frank Guan. He's a board member of the Chinese Culture and Community Center and also helping to set up the Chinatown Street Festival that's taking place this weekend. Uh, Dr. Guan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me here. So we just wanted to ask you a little bit about the history of this festival. Tell us a little bit about how long it's been going on and, and what, what happens here in Winnipeg. Oh, this uh, event has been a long time uh, Actually, this year is uh, eight year we're yes. having this event. Cool. And uh, what sorts of things can people expect to find uh, last night and tonight at, at the uh, at the event? Yeah, at the event uh, we have uh, um, multicultural performance. Also, we have uh, merchant. Also, we have uh, uh, sponsorship set up the display tables. And uh, last night, Saturday night, um, we have a movie night. Okay. And also, um, last uh, yesterday we have a uh, petting zoo. Um, we have a uh, uh, special set up for the kids. Cool. But today we continue to have a uh, special fun for kids uh, set up by the uh, Sky Zone, which is a uh, uh, bungee castle. Oh, nice! So why why do you think it's important to uh, to have people come and experience this kind of a culture here in Winnipeg? Um, Chinatown um, uh, is in uh, the uh, downtown in Winnipeg and uh, this event we provide uh, trying to um, promote Chinese culture also we want to bring fun to the people living in um, downtown and uh, around the Chinatown and uh, especially the uh, uh, city of Winnipeg trying to revitalize the downtown area and we want to uh, play part of this uh, um, effort. So there's going to be a whole bunch of performances. I see that there's a lion dance taking place this afternoon at 1 o'clock. There's a whole bunch of merchants and stuff. What sorts of things can people expect to find when they go to the market and go to different things there? Uh, in terms of the uh, something new th- this year, um, the, uh, as far as I know, it's first time for the BDI come to uh, the, the event like this. Like the ice cream? Yes, they oh, just got uh, the uh, um, food truck, cool. uh, which is new. Uh, also, we can have uh, some uh, Chinese barbecue and uh, bubble tea, um, etc. And you have to come to enjoy us and uh, to uh, uh, appreciate um, what uh, delicious Chinese food there. Right, lots of good food and good, just good fun for the kids and, adult and adults and anyone. Yes, uh, in the performance is a multicultural. We have uh, traditional line, line dancing and also we have uh, Chinese Kung Fu. Oh, and, cool. And also have a pop uh, a band and uh, lots of fun. Great. So there's lion dancing, kung fu, all sorts. I see there's a whole bunch of stuff here on the website. Where can people go find more information about the festival? It's, it starts today at 1 o'clock, so you can head head down to the... Uh, where, where exactly is it taking uh, place? It's in the Chinatown. Oh, Chinatown, sorry. Yeah, it's next to the uh, um, the Chinese Community Culture Center building. And uh, the whole street uh, was uh, closed and uh, we will keep closing today until 5 p.m. today. Okay, very cool. So uh, 
people who are listening can go on down and, and check out all the great all of the great things happening today. Uh, so thank you very much, Dr. Frank Guan, board member of the Chinese Cultural and Community Center. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before we let you get going? Yeah, thanks for having me here. And, and I want to take this uh, opportunity to thank our sponsors and the volunteers. Sure. And without them, uh, without their help and uh, support, we couldn't have this event. Especially, I want to thank um, Raymond Wong and um, Mr. Xu Yongzhang and uh, City of Winnipeg, Royal Lee Page, uh, Sky Zone, and uh, um, Winnipeg Downtown Bees. Um, they gave us lots of help and otherwise. Thank you. That's great. So we'll see you downtown today, down in Chinatown for the Chinese Street Fe- or Chinatown Street Festival. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you. We're almost out of time today, but we have uh, one more story to bring you this morning. As I mentioned, my co-host Robert Zirk is away on vacation this week, but before he left, he was able to file this story about the Winnipeg Foundation's summer internship program, also known as SIP. He spoke with Thomas Bialy, an intern with Youth Employment Services. Here's their conversation. Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Robert here with you at the U of W Global College where I'm speaking with Thomas Bialy. He is a summer intern in the Winnipeg Foundation Summer Internship Program and he is with Youth Employment Services for the summer. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you very much. So when we last spoke, it was the very first breakfast. Uh, You were just about to get started in your summer internship and just kind of learning what you were about to take on for the next eight weeks. What have you been up to for the past five or so weeks and what are you hoping to do for the remaining weeks going forward? It's been extremely busy. I've been working some parts like helping as IT, helping with some computers, helping manage the resource area, helping clients on computers, helping find jobs. At a nonprofit, there's so many, there's so much to do. And when we spoke with Karen, she kind of alluded to the fact that you were going to be a mentor to a lot of the youth who access YES's services. What are some examples of some of the ways in which you've been helping, you've been working with clients specifically in helping them seek employment and prepare for the job market? Um, I've been helping because it's always about how you look, your first impression, like sometimes I've been having to dress like, Tell them how to dress, how to look proper. Help! I help some people learn a proper handshake for the first time. I like told people how to be confident, just so that they can ace the job interview. So it's more of getting them prepared for the job interview, for like knowing what the job means and how to keep that job. What's been one of the most important lessons that you'd say you've learned over your five weeks there? I think it's sometimes the discrimination against youth gang jobs. Like sometimes if you don't have a GED, you can't get a job, you need a grade 12 diploma. And if someone has a criminal record, it's almost impossible for them to find a job. And sometimes it's more also how important networking is, that there's this whole mark of hidden jobs that most people don't know how to access. Is there anything that you yourself have learned or found uh, maybe were surprised by through your experience? I was surprised what it meant to be working at a nonprofit. Honestly, I thought a nonprofit would be like almost like they were more organized, that everything was cross of a dot and T. But working at nonprofits, realizing that everything, it's more just you go with, with the flow, that you try to, that clients come in, you help them the best you can, that it's more you have to balance, you have to make sure you have enough resources, you have enough binders, you have enough equipment for them to help them. 
it's more of a challenge sometimes to help the clients. Like you find yourself, I guess, wearing a lot of different hats and doing a lot of different things. Yeah, that's like with our portfolios and everything, like now the executive director wants me to present a um, workshop to some youth. So it's always one day after another. So with about three weeks left to go uh, in the internship, um, what are some of the major things that you'll be working on as you close off your time there? And what are you kind of hoping to accomplish through those? Um, right now I have to match summer students. They're EIAs that need to attend Youth Employment Services. I need to make a, like correct their attendance to make sure that they've been here coming daily. And what are EIAs? Um, EIA, it's a system by the government, provincial government. It's to help them assistance, like they have an amount of money for housing, clothing, but and also it's to try to get them out of the system so that they become independent, self-sufficient adults. Having gone through just over half of the program, what advice would you have for a young person who's maybe considering taking part in a program like this? I would say join, join, join. It's an incredible experience. Every day is and a really, it's an enjoyment. You always, you'll never get bored. There'll always be something else to do. So apply, apply, apply. Excellent. And is there anything that um, you'd like to say about youth employment services? I would say for any youth between ages 16, 29, looking for a job, come to youth employment services. All you need is your social insurance number. Come in, we'll fill intake form. We can go book a one-on-one with our, one of our employment facilitators. They'll help you find a job. They'll help you make resumes, cover letters. Come on in. That's awesome. All the best with the rest of your internship, Thomas. And thank you so much for speaking with us again. Thank you very much for your time. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much to listening and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, you can listen to any of our past episodes or subscribe to the podcast. Visit our website at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a fantastic Sunday. Mm-hmm.